Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you've joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. This is part two of the series, Staying Filled Till His Return. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. Let's get into the Word today. Father, we bless you. We thank you for this day. Man, Lord, I'll take 61 to 75 degrees anytime in, in the middle of October. Very nice, very nice. Trees are beautiful, Father. We've really got to enjoy a falls, fall this year, Lord, to see the, the beautiful colors, Lord, and all that you made. But, Lord, we're looking for that day that the trumpet sounds and that we join ourselves with you and we're in a special place called heaven. Got to be good, Lord. Thank you today for your word. Thank you for this time that we get to share it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 25? I shared with the first service the, the other night. I had a, 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 I call them like mini dreams. I'm not a dreamer. So any here, anybody here good dreamers? I have very, very rarely do I remember my dreams. But anyway, in this dream, this little mini dream, I saw Rebecca. Pablo, I didn't even tell you this yet. I saw Rebecca. And here she had an African child in her arm and just holding this baby. And all of a sudden the dream was over and I heard Rebecca's job right now up in heaven is taking care of aborted children and children die when they're small. So don't think when people die that they're not doing it. They're, they're not sitting on a cloud playing a harp. Betty Jane is not just floating around up there, brother. Amen. Miss Cindy is not just floating around up there. They're busy about the Lord's business. They, God knows our personalities and he knows what he made us, amen. And he therefore he gives us those jobs to, to fulfill in our lives, amen. All right, so let's get into the word. Last week we began a new series and it was called Staying Filled Till His Return. How to stay filled until the return of the Lord, amen. And again, some people say, I don't believe Jesus is coming soon. That's fine. You still need to be filled living in this crazy world that we're living in, amen. This world has gone bonkers, if you know what I'm saying. But staying filled until he returns. We saw that Jesus doesn't want us all freaked out as we're waiting for his return. His return is our blessed hope, guys. Hope is an expectation of good. Everybody say good. The return of the Lord is going to be a good day. Now, you might say, I don't know, I don't think the return of the Lord is going to be a good day for me. Listen, then you're still in the bondage, you're still in the law. According to the Word of God, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, every sin is washed away. Past sin, present sin, future sin, and maybe you didn't rack up a whole load of rewards, but you're in heaven, <laughs> and heaven is a wonderful place. You guys still remember that song. That's good. Amen. Amen. All right. If you guys really want to sing it, let's do it. Ready? Heaven is filled with I want to see my Savior's face because heaven is a wonderful place. Amen. I do want to go there. But I want to finish his assignment first. I want to do what the Lord wants me to finish on this earth. And I also want to stay filled in the midst of this 
crazy time. Now, we're not living in the great tribulation right now. This is pre-tribulation, but we're getting a taste of what people are going to be going through during the tribulation. And I know from the word of God that multitudes are going to be saved during the tribulation. The Bible says, uh, John says in the book of Revelation, he couldn't even see how many people were there, for there were so many. So even during the great tribulation, there will be the tribulation saints, is what we call them, many people born again. But I would prefer to get people born again on this side of Jacob's sorrow, that they can receive the Lord now and then go in that moment in that twinkling of an eye. Much better. Amen, Donna? Much better. Much better to go on this side and not wait for the other side. Because on the other side, basically, you got to get your head chopped off to get into there. And people say, that's ah, kind of crazy. Really? You know, check out the Colosseums and check out the circuses of Rome and the different things that they did. It was pretty, pretty uh, intense. Me and Diane were, was watching that, that uh, movie, uh, Paul the Apostle. I don't know if anybody saw it. And it was Luke. If, in one scene, it was uh, Luke, the one that wrote the book of Acts and the gospel of Luke. And there were a bunch of uh, Christians that were rounded up in a prison. And they asked him, do you know what's going to happen? And he said, yeah, what's going to happen is you're going to go into the circus. And they knew what that word meant. It meant that you were going to be martyred. You were going to be killed. And you saw the fear all come on them. And he just looked at them, the great physician, uh, the physician, Luke, not the great physician. And he just looked at him. He says, look, it'll be one moment of pain and then you'll be with your savior. And you know, it sounds hard. But when I heard that, I said, really? Death is that one moment, and then you're with the Lord. A amen? And, and, and it's done with. Amen? So during this time, oh, I, 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 I'm sorry. That, that scene touched me. Amen? Because she saw little children. They let little children go into the Colosseums. It wasn't just adults. It was little kids that were, were, were fed to the lions or put out to the gladiators and things like that. Amen? So last week we saw that there were four basic things that keep us alive on planet Earth. And someone said, well, really, there's five. So I'll give you the four, and then I'll give you the fifth one. We saw that it was water, air, food, and light. And the fifth one the person brought out is really good. It's rest. Your body needs rest. So in Jesus Christ, he is our living water. He is the breath of God. He is the true bread. He is our light. And in him, we are supposed to rest, amen, that everything is going to work out, that God's got this under control. This week now we're going to go a little bit deeper, and this is going to be how to stay filled and even be an overcomer in these last days that we're living in. In Matthew 24, you have Jesus Christ talking, and in this long chapter explaining what's going to go on before his return, he talks about earthquakes, he talks about famines, he talks about the sea roaring hurricanes and typhoons and all these things. But he talks about one main thing, and it's deception. There's going to be deception. People are going to be deceived. Now, I know there are people out there that, that say, I'm the Christ and I'm, but I think Christ is talking, Jesus is talking a little deeper here. He's talking about us getting deceived 
even in our everyday lives. Getting so busy with the things, thinking that this world is so wonderful that we don't give any time to the Lord. Amen? And that becomes a deception. In fact, it becomes what the Bible calls the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things. The Apostle John said, uh, the pride of life, all this that creeps in and it chokes us from staying filled. So when a tribulation or a trial or a hard time comes upon us, we freak out. And there are many people that have left the faith because of something bad that happens in their life. Listen, this life is but a vapor that appears for a while and then vanishes away. So no matter what goes on in this life, don't let it pull you down from your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. This life was never meant to be easy. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I have overcome this world. If this world, this life was easy, we'd all want to stay here. God doesn't want us to stay here. He's going to get us to heaven. He is going to set up his kingdom. And we're coming back down here with the curse removed. Now, man's heart is so deceptive that even during the 1,000-year millennial reign of Christ, where Jesus Christ is going to rule from Jerusalem, that's why the Bible says pray for Jerusalem. Amen? Pray for Jerusalem, because Jerusalem's going to be our capital. It will not be Washington, D.C. anymore. It will not be Rome or Belgium or other capitals of nations. It's going to be Jerusalem. Amen. And Jesus is going to rule from there. But even after a thousand years, those that still have to make a decision for Christ, not us, we have made our decision. So we're not subject to the second death. But all those that have not made the decision, the tribulation saints, those that are born during this period are going to have to make that decision. And even in that peace and prosperity period, it says many will still go astray, guys. We're going to be busy for a thousand years. Yeah, you know, amen. Some of you think, really? I really just wanted to harp and lay around. Ain't going to happen. We're going to be busy for the Lord for that thousand years. And then after the thousand years, Satan is going to be bound up in chains, tossed into the lake of fire. The beast, the false prophet, all of them away once and for all. And it's God. And God is going to get rid of every emblance of sin by, by making a new heaven and a new earth. And a book of Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 65, it says that this new heaven and new earth is going to be so amazing that we're not even going to remember this life anymore. I go for that. Amen. Because this life has had a lot of hurts. Now, don't get me wrong. This life has had a lot of good stuff too. All right. So I'm not trying to just bring out the negative here. What I'm trying to bring out is keep your eyes focused on God. Because in this world, you have tribulations. In this world, there's trials. In this world, there's a lot of stuff. And in the midst of that, you can still be an overcomer. You can, you can still win this victorious race that God... I, I love the Apostle Paul. Here's this guy that's beaten, this guy that's whipped, this guy that's stoned and left for dead, this guy that's thrown into prison in, in Philippi, which was a, a, a Roman prison, with, which was the sword all and on. And then his book in Philippians, he talks about joy and rejoicing and all of that. And then over in Timothy, in 2 Timothy, he says, I fought the good fight. I finished my race. Now is set before me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord himself will give to me. And watch now. And to everyone that longs his appearance. See, if you're one of those that say, oh, I hope the Lord don't come for a while, you're losing out on that crown. 
I got me a crown of righteousness coming. Because daily I think about it can happen right now. Amen? All right. So here we are now in Matthew 25. He just finished Matthew 24 telling. And remember, when you're looking at Matthew 24, who is Jesus talking to? Jewish people. Remember that. It's important because you're going to see certain things. You're going to flee on the Sabbath. We don't celebrate the Sabbath, guys. We celebrate the Lord's Day. Amen? And you'll see other statements that can cause confusion when you think he's writing it to the church. The letters to the churches are the epistles. The gospels are the letters of Jesus, the writings of Jesus, but they're still written the majority to Jewish people. But we, with a Western mind that we have, think he's writing in the Western. He's writing in Eastern way, Middle East. You guys with me? How many here are, are you know, from a different nation, not, not America, like I'm Italian, anybody else? Don't we all seem to have, until you get real Americanized, you still have some of the things from your culture? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, I like Basta Vazul. You say, what the heck is that? <laughs> Amen? I'll say one of my favorite dishes is, you know, chicken parmesan or, or lasagna. And you'll say, well, my, my favorite dish is pierogies or something. And I go, what is that? You, you understand what I'm trying to say? We have our different ways. In the Middle East, they have their different ways. And Jesus is speaking to the Jewish people of that time. Then he goes into chapter 25. And are everybody there? I gave you enough time to get there, right? Here we go. I'm going to read right from the New King James. Then the kingdom of heaven. Now, remember, he said the kingdom of heaven is not over there, not over there. The kingdom of heaven is within us. Remember, Jesus taught that. And he says, the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins. Everybody say ten. Who took their lamps, all ten of them took their lamps. They went out to meet the bridegroom. Okay, so we got the women here and we got the bridegroom, singular here. Now, five of them were wise. Everybody say, I'm a wise guy. You really said that, huh? No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm a wise guy. Uh, wrong scripture up there, guys. Matthew 25. Stay with me. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Say, I am not foolish. You know who a foolish person is? According to the word of God, it says a fool says in his heart, there is no God. That is a fool, a person that can look at and with science and things that we have nowadays showing the DNA within a person, showing the details of every fingerprint is different. Now they have palm readers. I, my, my new phone has got face recognition. I put your face on it, it's not going to work. We got things as small as ants with full digestive systems and everything in it. And we have a universe that we can't even see the end of. And we're going to say... That all just happened one day. Come on, guys. Anyway, let's keep going on. We won't go there. Now, five of them were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, but they took no oil. Underline those three words. Took no oil with them. But the wise, they took oil in their vessel with their lamp. But while the bridegroom was delayed, Brothers and sisters, I think Jesus Christ has been delayed. Does anybody agree with me on that? Now, I know in God's sight, 
a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day, but 2,000 years a long time. So he hasn't returned in the 2,000 years. When I read the book of Thessalonians, when I read the book of Corinthians, when I read church history, they all expected the Lord to return during their lifetime. But he hasn't. And here it says, but when the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. That meant all 10 of them, not just the foolish ones, all 10 of them. And at midnight, sometimes it's going to, the darkest hour in our lives, midnight, right? A cry was heard. The bridegroom is coming. Now, the Jewish people understood what that meant because during a Jewish wedding, after the bridegroom proposed to the girl and the girl accepted his hand in marriage, they would drink that cup of wine together, sealing that promise. And then he would go back to his father's house and he would have to prepare a place and he was not allowed to go back to get his bride until the father said, it's ready, go get your bride. Jesus Christ said, the father is the only one that knows the day. You know, I wish Jesus knew the day because if he knew the day, we're his friends, he'd tell us. <laughs> but only the father knows that day. But at one moment, the father is going to go and tell the son, go get your bride. We are the bride of Christ. We're good looking brides. Amen, gentlemen. Some of you guys looking at me weird. Amen. Let's keep going up. When the father tells the son to go, how is he going to go? He's going to go with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. Now we know two archangels, right? We know Gabriel, he is a messenger. He was the one that came to Mary, the messenger. And we know Michael, he is the warrior. He is the warrior of Israel. I believe it's probably going to be Gabriel. Amen. Gabriel's going to be sent. He's going to blow that trumpet. And the Bible says we won't even have a second to think about it in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. I always think it's so weird that the president we have right now is called Trump. At the last Trump, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the air. So when the behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out and meet him. Then all the virgins, they arose, they trimmed their lamp. And the foolish said to the wise, this is one time that you're allowed to be stingy in the kingdom of God. Nope, give us some of your oil, for ours is going out. But the wise answer saying, ain't no way, Jose, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But you go rather and sell and buy your own for yourself. And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were what? Ready, ready for the return of the king. They went in with him into the wedding. The door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, open to us also. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Now watch what he says here, verse 13. Watch therefore. When people say I talk about end times too much, the majority is filled with the teaching of the return of the Lord. It is found from Genesis to Revelation. It is all over the place. 
And here it says that we are to watch. Watch. Watch means have a heart of anticipation. Living a life because the Lord can return at any moment. Now, I don't believe that if I sinned and the rapture happened, I would be left behind. My salvation is in the blood of Jesus Christ, not in the works of Tom Fiola. All right? I am saved by grace and not by works. You are saved by grace and not by works. And that gives us the ability to serve a holy God well. Because if, if this holy God was looking at every sin I made, how can I, how can I, how can I have fellowship with him? He's too high and mighty for me. And God is high and mighty for us. But he has elevated us through Jesus Christ. So in other words, maybe to bring it down to this level for you to help you, we are in him. So in him, Jesus is the one that now is fellowshipping with God in us. Because Jesus said he would abide within us. I hope I didn't confuse you on that. So here is high and mighty God. Here I am, low and sinful man. I can't approach a holy God. But here's Jesus who died and has now been restored. And he says, hop on. I hop on. Now I can fellowship with God too. In other words, piggybacking. I'm on his back. Amen. So he says, watch therefore. For you know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. So say this with me. No man knows the day or hour. But, Thessalonians says we will know the season. But, Thessalonians says we are not in dark darkness so that day should overtake us unaware. Come on. You, you got to have your spiritual antennas broken right now if you don't think something's going on in our world. If you don't think this COVID-19 and everything is something setting up for something bigger down the road. Now I hope we're gone before they set up this system of the mark of the beast and all these other things. I hope we're gone and I think we will be gone. But even the Ezekiel 38 and 39, when you look at that war that's coming, isn't it amazing that the nations, that the main nations are Turkey? What happened to Turkey? They were a member of NATO. All of a sudden, they freaked out. He wants to build up the Ottoman Empire again. They have Russia, the former Soviet Union, and you got Iran. And Ezekiel 38 and 39 says they are going to come down for plunder. Why would they be coming down for plunder in 1948? You know how much plunder Israel had? Zero. None. Now they are the eighth richest nation on planet Earth. Now they have just found a massive gas line and they're going to be feeding gas into Europe there. They are the number one exporters of flowers and, and fruits and vegetables to all of Europe right now. Scripture will be fulfilled. And people say, yeah, but there's a scripture that says Damascus will be destroyed in one day. Look what happened in Beirut, Lebanon. Tell me it can't happen that quick. Scripture will all be fulfilled. So what do we need to do? Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Lord, the Son of Man is coming. So Jesus is showing us very clearly in this parable that we, that he wants us, write these three words down, 
Number one, he wants us filled. Number two, he wants us watching. And number three, he wants us ready. Have your oil filled. Be ready for the return of the king. Christ has the latest coming. Longer than many of us thought. Amen? Why? Only God really knows. But scripture does give us some insight into why. And I studied this and looked it up. Why? Why is it taking the Lord so, so, so long? Here we go. I'm going to give you a few points. Number one, God's purposes have not been completely fulfilled. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Would you say amen to that? In other words, God is a lot smarter than me. You say amen. All right. God is a lot smarter than you. All right. So his ways are higher than my ways. Number two, the time of the Gentiles has not been completely fulfilled yet. The Bible says that the time of the Gentiles must be fulfilled before that Daniel's 70th week, that last seven years, comes about. So that hasn't been done yet. Number three, God's love must be fully demonstrated. A certain number of people apparently have to be saved before Christ's return. That number isn't there yet. So we can go to number four. The gospel must first be preached in all the world for witnesses to all nations. That's why we are a giving church. We are a sending church. I'm not going to stand by and just say, oh, let's just spend it all on ourselves. God, and I believe God has supernaturally blessed our church because he knows we're a church that's willing to give it into world missions. Do you understand that the United States is still 90 to 95% of all mission money still comes from the United States of America? We are blessed. That's why we aren't living like that, that boy like that. We're blessed, but we can't take all that money and just say, it's all for me. No, we bless others. We just picked up a new ministry, A21 under Christine Kane. Some of you might know it. That works with human trafficking, getting girls out. One girl jumped out her window, escaped, and they got her and they brought her in. Those are the type of ministries that we want to help to get the word of God into people that are hurting. Number five, the harvest must be fully ripened. Amen. Together it's not fully ripened and then fully gathered. Gathered. And number six, God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should be saved. Can I get an amen on that? So I want you to turn over to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to look at one of these points. Again, this world is going to suck the life right out of us. Amen? So we got to find ways to stay spiritually filled. We seem to find ways to stay naturally filled. So if he wants us filled, then he will show us how to get filled, how to stay filled. So I'm going to look at a few of them. We're only going to get through number one today, but we'll pick up, we'll pick up from there, all right? So numero uno, everybody say one. Here we go. Number one, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. I'm going to read this from the NLT. So go ahead and put that up on the screen. Look what it says. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Oh, we just read about foolish virgins. Then he says this, but like those who are wise. Oh, he just talked about the wise virgins. Foolish, wise. So here he's saying, so be careful how you live. 
Don't live like a fool. Fool says in his heart, come on, there is no God. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Or that word evil can be changed to last days. Remember when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, he says the last days have now begun. We are living today in what's called the last of the last days. Amen. We're at the, the tail end of it now. Verse 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that can ruin your life. Now watch this. Instead, be filled. So here's a way of being filled. Ready? How? With the Holy Spirit. How? Singing. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself. In other words, praising and worshiping God fills you up. Amen? But watch. He says something unique here. Among yourselves, plural, and making music to the Lord, how? In your heart. So there, the, the scripture says, a merry heart does good like a medicine. So there is that, even as you're going through the course of your day, where you just start singing inside you, just let melodies rise up. You know, people say, I don't know any songs. Oh, you know plenty of songs. And you know what? People say, oh, oh, but you know, those songs I remember as rock songs or this. Change the words, amen? Put a melody in there. Do you know that Moody took the bar songs of his age and made many of the hymn songs that they sing in hymnals today, guys? So there's nothing wrong if there's a tune that you like to add words to that tune and sing it out and glorify God in your heart, in your heart, in your heart. Come on, talk to me today. Some of you are looking at me strange. I'm not encouraging you to go listen to, to, to crazy music. What I'm encouraging you is if you have melodies in you, put words to those melodies. Sing, make melody. You're on the bus going to New York or going wherever. Singing you. Because maybe some of you don't have a very good voice like me. And maybe we don't want to hear you real loud. God loves your voice. And you can make this melody inside you. Singing to the Lord in psalms and hymns. You could take something like Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And you just start singing and worshiping him. And it fills you up. So number one is we stay filled by praising and singing. So simple. So simple. Praising and singing. Watch what it says. Singing to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now the hymns there is not talking about, again, a hymnal. Because they did not have a hymnal in 30 A.D. These are songs that come up on you. And then spiritual songs sometimes is praying in tongues, just singing out in tongues, right? Then he says in verse 20, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, be a thankful person. You ever think about that? Thank you, Lord, for that parking space. Thank you, Lord, for that sale on that dress. Thank you, Lord, that I was able to get my hair cut again. You know, I'm not Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I didn't say that. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that I can that <laughs> I can get myself in trouble real quick, real quick. One more scripture and we'll wrap this up. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. 
2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. How many here ever, ever go camping? I had a real good, good, what do you have? What, what's numero uno next to a tent with camping? Campfire, right? Everybody agree with that? I love when we're driving because we have a fireplace, but it's one of the propane ones, so you don't get that wood smell in the house, but you don't get all the soot either. But how many love when you're driving and you smell somebody's fireplace going there? That's just the weather gets a little chillier, right? You'll start smelling it more, right? Watch what he says here. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Therefore, I remind you, Diane, I'm reminding you, pick up the milk. You understand what I'm saying? Or she'll say, Tom, don't forget the bread. I'm being reminded. Here he's reminding you, put a string around your finger, put a rubber band there, write it on reminders in your app. What is he going to remind us? To stir up the gift of God. Amen. Because we can get very blonde. Now remember he's talking to the ten virgins. He's talking to all of them. Even those that try to stay filled every day with with prayer time and with devotional time and and maybe listening to to, to CD. I was going to say cassettes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listening to, to, to MP3s and keeping yourself built up, right? But here he says, I would remind you, stir up the gift of God which is in you. Then he says, through the laying out of my hands. So hands were laid on him. We have to stir ourselves up. See, there are verbs in the Bible, action words like fight. The good fight of faith. Didn't say fight your mother-in-law. Didn't say fight your neighbor. Said fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Here he's saying stir up the gift that's in you. Every one of you have a gift. Some of you can sing. Some of you can praise. Some of you can, can pray. We all have little gifts that God has given us. And there's times we have to stir them up. And when we stir them up, it fills us up. It really does. It fills us up. And that's all the time we have today. We'll pick up again next week. Amen, church family? I love you, church family. This is, you know, I'm telling you, I talk to, to, to other pastors, and they tell me how many people have come to church. And you, you guys, first service was just like this also, children's ministry. Rah, rah, you love God. You love the word of God. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I know we got Christmas Eve coming up, and those are packed services. So we're just going to do a lot more services then and just help spread it out. And maybe this will be gone after the election. <laughs> we'll see. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We all know something's going on, guys. We all know. We're, we're not ignorant to the devices of the devil. We know what's going on. Amen, Bob. We know what's going on. Amen, Charles. We know what's going on. We know what's going on. Bob's uh, the memorial service for Miss Cindy again this Saturday. Well, everything begins at 10 with visitation, if you can just make the visitation part. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we bless you and we thank you. Thank you again that Jesus is Lord. We're not ignorant to the devices of the devil, Lord. We pray for our young people that they'll see right through this nonsense, that they'll see what's going on, Lord. This is all a, a big scheme of the enemy, but greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Thank you for that, Lord. We love you, sir. We love you. This morning as we, actually this afternoon as we wrap up, if you're here today and you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, and you'd like to make that decision today, we'd be honored to help you. We'd be honored to lead you in the sinner's prayer. 
Would you go ahead and pray this prayer with me? And we'll all pray it together to make it easy for you. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ, he is the son of God. I believe that he died on the cross and that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I repent of them, Lord. Thank you for accepting me into your kingdom. Thank you that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen.